Welcome to the Two Top Podcast, the weekly podcast where we go over different topics in the world. I'm your host, Thomas Lance, and I'm here with my co-host, Matt Berg. How's it going? You can listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Make sure to follow us on Twitter to stay updated on the latest episodes. Now let's dive right into this week's episode of Two Top. Hey guys, before this episode starts, I do want to apologize for the wild echo that's going on in this episode. We were shooting in a different place and sound was not on our side, but I hope you can look past it and enjoy this week's episode. All right, we're live. Check, check, check. Welcome back to the Two Top Podcast. And we are back. Matt, welcome back. I'm glad to be back. We had me here last time, but... It's nice, nice to go back to the OG setup. What hey. an excellent episode that was, though. Yeah, me here. You yeah, you did it. a great job. Good job, buddy. Um, I'd like to do a little shout out, actually. Absolutely. To those movie guys pod, the, those movie guys podcast, who they actually gave us a shout out. Very generous us. shout out. I know it's really nice to see someone that's not like family or friends or people we've told about this podcast actually contact us and say, "Hey, you guys are doing great." It's, that I mean, I know for me, that's given me a lot of like, all right, let's keep going. What we're doing is right. Oh, stoke the flame beneath me, I'll tell you. So, Matt, you know, now that we got this flame going, let's talk about some topics. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, okay. So, I need to give some backstory. So, what I want to talk about today is, whoops. So, what you guys are witnessing is us realizing that we thought we were recording for the past 10 minutes and we actually were not recording for the past 10 minutes oh my goodness the problem is i had my uh i had two tabs open and i had them on different desktops and when sli- going in between them i may have hit spacebar or maybe it just stopped recording but hey let's talk about game shows again yeah t- hit me again hit you again give with me some all new stuff. stuff first time for you second time for matt okay hey matt have you ever heard of the app hq hq no i haven't Okay, well, you're going to hear about it really soon. First from me, but also because I feel like you're going to want to play it after I tell you about it. Now, this is not a paid endorsement. It would be pretty cool if it was a paid endorsement because apparently this game show just has money to throw around. This game show is on your phone, and it's an app, and it's like a live stream almost. Imagine if you watch TV, but the channel only has one show, and the show's only on at 3 o'clock and 9 o'clock, and it's only 15 minutes long. And just by watching the show and answering questions on your phone, you can get upwards of $1,000. And and this could be anyone? Anyone. Anyone can play. You have to be over 18, but... Okay, that's, that's a, like a general a, restriction. Yeah, that's I can a basic see. rule. But this app made me think about game shows because game shows have been around for a long time. But how long? I wanted to find out. So I traveled back in time too <laughs> did you the you early days the time machine yes back to the year of 1938 wow that's when, early when the first game came out of the spelling bee it was hosted on a tv network that doesn't exist anymore early early tv tvs just came out but my, not color mainstream TVs, I guess. TV, no it wasn't even color it was black, black and white black yeah and white still so and then the next game came out truth or consequence this was the first game commercially licensed for television and the first episode was aired in 1941 as an experimental broadcast. Now, the experiment clearly went well. Yeah, it obviously caught on. So, all throughout the 50s, popular game shows started to show up on primetime, like 21 or the $64,000 question. Low low stakes, low stakes. What's actually funny is some of these games are rigged. 
Rigged. Rigged. Oh. You know what? I know about there was the the great game show um, scam. That's what. Okay, guys. So this is the second time we're talking about this because <laughs> we didn't record the first time. I actually skipped over this in my notes. There was a quiz show scandal. In yeah, the, the scandal in the fifties, and viewers lost trust in their televisions after this, right? Yeah, because it was a big deal. Because the games were rigged, and because of this, they were canceled. Because I mean, it's money. There's money involved, and there's stakes. So you can't just not let people get money. That's not okay. Especially no, you can't give it away and not let someone else have it. Because then it's not a game show. It's almost a scripted TV show. Yeah, and that's not what people wanted to watch. That's not what they were no. told they were watching. So, the games that did survive the scandal were like, what's my line, I've got a secret, or tell the truth, which was like a panel of celebrities interviewing a guest to determine facts, and it was kind of like, based on how well they answered, do you get money, or depending on the show. But this lasts for a while, and I mean, people weren't really trusting their shows. You can't trust a show that has a scandal. Scandals aren't good. No. But game shows did make a return in the U.S. in daytime around the 60s after the game show scandal kind of resurgent. And in the 60s, the Jeopardy comes in. And we all love Jeopardy. We trust Jeopardy. Absolutely. It's a classic show. And some other games like Let's Make a Deal and The Match Game and Password and The Dating Game, all games I've never heard of. (laughs) Now, what's also ironic at this time is CBS gave up their daytime showing of game shows, which is funny because nowadays CBS is kind of the host of most game shows. And you said that maybe one of the only game show hosts, right? There's not many out else out there. Not much, but around that time when CBS walked away, they actually did come back a couple of years later. Actually to be exact, they came back 14 years later and they came with a more, wealthier suburban views is what they were reaching for. Okay. So to pull in a different demographic, I guess. Yes. So you have the new prices, right? You have the big money match game and you have family feud on ABC. Other games like the $10,000 pyramid, the Joker's wild tic tac doe wheel of fortune. All these games are coming out on the respective networks. Wheel of fortune on NBC family feud on ABC. Uh, the big match game on CBS and uh, and is the resurgence of the game show. So, 80s, 90s, game shows, low priority. Not very important to TV networks. They kind of are, they're rotated in and out every 13 weeks. They run a season, it's whatever. It's people winning money or not winning money. But time goes on. New things start to start. You have Trivial Pursuit, The Family Challenge, Double Dare on Nickelodeon. Classic. Classic. Youth. I remember it. Uh, I mean, we got some we got some back end of that, but reruns are a TV's dream. And when you're a kid, you don't know what a rerun is. You just think it's no. You television. think it's live. You think it's right in front of you. <laughs> so, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire also shows up. It's like these are the time of the million dollar game show craze. This is when people are like. Let's win big. Let's keep going. Don't stop the party train. Now, these shows are also now moving across the seas. Uh, The Rude Grundy organization is buying up game tiles and putting them in Australia and moving them to the UK as well. So this American game show craze is spreading around now. I mean, I don't want to get too into it because that's a whole podcast on its own. Japanese game shows, 
who the unique ones. We all see YouTube highlight videos of the weirdest well, ones. One day we will do a Japanese game we show. We could do a quick fire round of weird Japanese concept shows. We could. That would be a little wild, but we could. Let us know if you want to see that because we can. <laughs> we can. <laughs> but also, this is the time of the reality TV show, like game shows. Like Survivor. Survivor. Yeah. That's the first one I think of. Survivor, Big Brother. And then even nowadays, now we have like the million dollar of million dollar race. No, Fear Factor. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Race around a Oh, my goodness. What's it called? The Great Race? The Grand Race? Oh, um, the uh, Amazing Race. The Amazing Race. There we go. So that brings us to the 2000s, 2010. CBS is the majority network showing daily national game shows. The price is right till 2009, so not anymore. Let's make a deal. Let's do other stuff on ABC, which is now owned by Disney, who still plays Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. So shows are still going. Shows are still going strong. And there's actually been a revival recently in 2017 with a redone Joker's Wild by hosted by Snoop Dogg, hosted on Marijuana. 2016 brought back to tell the truth and an upgrade of $10,000 pyramid to the $100,000 pyramid. So it has to be better. Exactly. And redoing the match game. Now there's also a resurgence of games. There's been a game change to music themes games. You have Don't Forget the Lyrics, The Singing Beat, or Beat Shazam. Never played Never watched Beat Shazam. No, I don't, I don't know I, any of those I names. know Shazam. If it is what I think it is, that's a pretty wild game. That's a tech game. Beat yeah. Shazam, how long does it take a computer to find out a song? How long does it take you to find out a song? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's how I think. Now, Matt, uh, since I want to go a little deeper with this read-through, because I can. Because you I can, have, yeah. This is the second time we're recording, so I get Practice. a second go. Um, I want to talk about the prizes. Because that's a very important aspect of the game. What fuels the prizes? Why are they just handing out money to people? You'll be surprised. Most of the prizes are actually product placement. If it's Advertising. Not, if it's not a cash prize, Toyota's giving away their car, not because the company bought a car, like ABC bought a car to give away on the Wheel of Fortune. It's Toyota, instead of putting like a commercial... How about the grand prize being you win a Toyota car? Meaning Toyota that truck. Toyota RAV4 is a trophy car itself. It's a grand prize. That's a grand prize. So it has to be really good, right? Even though it's maybe like an affordable low-end car, it still seems like an outrageous prize, like a car, you know? So all these things are, in a sense, promotion. It's promotion. It's like having someone say, man, after winning this World Series, I'm going to go to Disney World. It's, wow, I won the prices right. And I got a new car or this whole lifetime supply of Kellogg's snacks. Exactly. Yeah. Just it's a strategic way of advertising, I guess. Really, really creative that the viewers don't really, I guess they subconsciously take it because they're absorbed by the actual game, by the gamble, the gamble of it. And a lot of times, a lot of these prizes are not that big. If you think, because like Jeopardy, Jeopardy doesn't go that high in compared to like who wants to be a millionaire. And giving away items as prizes is a lot better because it promotes stuff. What those items are. Yeah, yeah. it's like, think of even the vacation, like an all-expense-paid vacation brought to you by Travelocity or something. 
it's like these are all product placements. So it's not really costing the company an arm and a leg. Essentially, um, the companies are just replacing their commercial. It's probably the same price, maybe even even cheaper in some cases, right? Just to throw something that they have that's extra. Yes, but I do want to mention, a con- well, not controversy, but um, a problem that went on. So in 2008, uh, The Price is Right had a $1 million spectacle. And the three, three of the contestants actually won the top prize in a five episodes, five episodes in a row, for like a tiebreaker. Well, actually, no. Oh, my bad. I... So the three contestants of The Price is Right, a one million dollar spectacle, they won the prize in a five episode span after fifteen episodes without a winner, due to a change in the rules. So imagine going fifteen episodes, no one wins, and then in the course of five episodes, three people win the grand prize. Yikes. And actually, these high-stake games have insurance, prize indemnity insurance, to like kind of, in a sense, protect it so you don't lose the money all all the time. And because, think of it, it's insurance. You know, like when you have a medical bill, you get insurance so you don't pay it all. Well, companies get insurance, like game show insurance, because they can't give all million dollars out at once. So they pay an insurance that okay, so if they in payments, do, kind of. they can get paid out. Now, the problem is if you have three people win the grand prize, five episodes in a five-episode span, people don't really want to give you insurance. It's like someone going in with a pre-existing condition. So some rules were changed. So that <laughs> They just kind of swapped it on the spot. So Matt, I'd like to talk about the reason I'm talking about this in the first place, this HQ game. So when did you find out about this HQ? So I listened to a lot of podcasts and I heard one podcast mention it. I was like, oh, whatever, this is nothing. And then another podcast mentioned it. I was like, all right. Mm, I think that's a sign to go it's check it out. Because it wasn't like, it wasn't like a, here, check out this cool new app sponsor, sponsored this week. It was... On the Philip DeFranco show, actually, there was there was a scandal. Well, not a scandal, but like the creator of it kind of got a little freak out because they were interviewing some of his staff staff members without him knowing. So that showed up there. And another podcast talks about it. it's like, yeah, I was playing. I actually won sixty four dollars. I was like, all right, I have to check this out. So I did my research, downloaded HQ, played a game. Wow, you said it's like a Black Mirror. In real life, a it black feels concept. Like it. it feels like all of a sudden they're going to take over the world. And so there, anyone can play. Anyone, anyone can play. You have to be 18 year older. You just make an account and the money goes straight to a PayPal. How much money are we talking? We're talking each game averages $1,000. And that's, that's split among winners. It's split among the winners. So if you look at like this week's, like today's winners, if it's only three people who win, that a thousand dollars is split three ways 20 people win it's split 20 ways here's a question you mentioned that uh advertising is the key driving force behind prizes how about prizes for hq what is the driving force behind this money well that's the thing that's throwing me off because i'm watching this show and i'm playing along i'm like where are the advertisements where's the placement there's no ads here there's no product placement it honestly sounds like some rich guy decided to make a podcast for his own pleasure some weird just for people to play along that's very black mirror it's very black mirror there's no motive there's no like here's an ad or here's something else it's just straight 
money to pocket trivia show. No one benefit. No, the creators don't benefit. The people making it don't benefit. It's like this guy just has a, a pocket of money and he's just throwing it out there. Hence the Black Mirror vibe because it doesn't feel right. <laughs> Something just feels off about it, doesn't it? Who creates a show, offers a thousand, okay, a thousand dollars per show, two shows a day, two thousand dollars every day, and on Sunday night the grand prize was. Instead of 1,000, 8,500. The biggest game they ever played. I got to question three, by the way, and I lost. Out of how many questions? 12. 12 questions total. Yeah, so that was that big prize was split between, I think it was 36 people. $202 each. Are they timed quickly? You have to answer within a certain amount of time? You have 10 seconds from the minute they start saying the question. So by the time he's done talking, or she, there's two hosts that change out. By the time... They're done talking. You have like three to two seconds. Multiple choice. Multiple choice. Three answers. Wow. So it's not even open ended. It's in a sense, it's a one out of three shot. And if you lose, you're eliminated. That's bizarre. It is bizarre. It's really bizarre. What if there's an actual consequence for losing? What if like each time you lose, it just counts a day off your life or something? I don't know. Something super black mirror. But it's it's fun to play. It's a good trivia game, and it, it covers everything. I think it went from a question asking about what's a rhododendron to which well, one I of know the, what a rhodi is. Yeah. <laughs> it, was like, it was like a food, like a type of animal, or a wooded flower. I'm like, a woody flower. All right, it's a bush. But And then after that, they like two questions later, they're like, which one of these three language which one of these three programming languages are not like which one of these three is not a programming language for like high engineering stuff not like basic C plus or Java but like a hardcore engineering like tech question so these are true a very broad arrangement of questions they could be anything it could be anything and I thought that was wild and people win and the thing is if no one wins the thousand dollars goes to the next game but i feel like everybody there's always a chance that someone wins but yeah game shows hq specifically it's an app but if you download hq and you use the referral code new legend one word i get an extra life (laughs) so it allows you to get one question wrong per episode so hey if anybody wants to help me out i'd take it you should download it absolutely i want to play tonight nine o'clock two hours i mean an amount of time. Don't know when we're recording this at all. <laughs> Absolutely. So Matt, what do you have for me this week? Before we shift on, I thought it was really funny that you brought up game shows because I had a, a school project last week that I had to work with a group to produce a game show. It really? Was a TV game show. And so all this stuff is very, very relevant. And I was thinking about it. And yeah, it's just funny you brought it up. So, okay. You want to move on? Yeah, let's move on. You want to learn something new today? I'm always in the mood. I learned about HQ. Now it's time for you to learn something. Um, so graphene. Do you know what graphene is? What's it sound like? Graphene. Graphite. Yeah, it sounds like graphite. Uh, any, 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 uh, any I thoughts? feel like I've, I've heard of this before. Is it like a, a writing thing? Is it a piece of rock? Well, you know what? You're kind of, you're right all around. Those are, those are absolutely correct. So graphene, I mean, prepare yourself because you might want to be investing in this material within the next couple of years or so because it's like an up-and-coming um, breakthrough in material science. So graphene 
is just like graphite. So I was sitting at dinner the other night with my grandparents and they, they brought it up because in a, um, I guess it was a financial advising newsletter magazine, I think it was. So it mentioned graphene and it spoke of it in a way similar to as if uh, we were talking about gold, like investing in gold, like an actual thing, like a quantity of a tangible value. 20 grams of graphene. 20 grams of graphene, you know? Like, how much does that cost? Oh my goodness, the more you say this word, the more I've heard it before. And yeah. I can't pinpoint it. It's very relevant and only within the past couple of years. So I'm just going to give you a basic rundown here. So we'll start graphene is something called an allotrope or a form of carbon consisting of a single layer of carbon atoms arranged in a hexagonal lattice or lattice. Um, it is the basic structural element of many other allotropes of carbon, such as graphite, charcoal, carbon nanotubes, and fullerens. So it was only discovered in 2004. So this is a recent breakthrough in, in material science. Yeah, it's like... Is it ringing a bell? Oh, it's picking a lot of things. Isn't it like, isn't it like a really strong material? It's like absolutely very, very strong. So I'll tell you why. So let me, before I tell you why, here, it was discovered in 2004 at the University of Manchester by two men, Andre GM and uh, Konstantin Novozelov. These two guys used sticky tape to peel layers of graphite until it was only one atom thick. Oh my goodness. You've heard I that, right? I've heard of it now. It was the sticky tape. It came up in physics class. Oh yeah. In high school. Oh yeah. So very relevant, you know? So some of the craziest attributes include only one atom thick, it conducts electricity better than silver, it conducts heat better than diamonds, and it's stronger than steel. Not quite as strong as a diamond, but it's stronger than steel. So there's all very relevant reasons, and I'm not a very chemistry-savvy person, but just researching through what it is, everything makes sense about it, and it's remarkable that we've only recently discovered it. They use tape? They use sticky tape. That's so absurd. But I'm, I'm doing things wrong in life. That's all. I, every <laughs> that's, time we do this podcast, I'm like, oh, whoops, I did, that's did something so wrong. <laughs> simple. It's like a slap in the face. Like, oh, you just use sticky tape on charcoal and then look at it through a microscope and you have a new breakthrough material. But here's the thing. It's not that easy to produce a pure say, form of it. Like that people way. can have a Bitcoin Bitcoin mine servers in their basement. Can you have a, a graphene production like sweatshop? <laughs> if you have little kids and a, a, a sticky tape, do you have enough sticky tape and enough graphite? art supplies Enough you could be make. mining it yeah and sell it to tech companies so it sounds like a superhero material right it has all those great attributes well graphite is actually the same exact substance but 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 at the core carbon atoms can go two ways and you can probably guess what two ways those are carbon will turn into layer upon layers of graphene making graphite so that's stack 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 of these hexagonal lattices and that makes graphite that's why it's flaky yeah you can kind of picture it. Um, or it will receive immense pressure and heat and turn into a diamond. Carbon can go either way. Right. So you have a beautiful, almost very precious gem, jewel, and then you have kind of crumbly soot is the other end of it. Interesting, right? It is, but it makes sense at the same time. I'm gonna, And it makes even more sense when you look at the chemical makeup. So both substances, diamond and graphite, are entirely made out of the same thing, but they're very different. So here's the difference. Carbon has four outer electrons. In diamonds, all four outer electrons are bonded to other carbon atoms. You can picture a diamond being really strong because each of the four um, electrons have an equal connector to four other connectors on another carbon atom. It's a solid bond. That's, right, why, that's why I was thinking. Diamond is one of the hardest substances known to man. In graphite, carbon atoms are only bonded to three electrons, so there's one remaining for each one. 
um, leaving one unpaired electron. That's what I was thinking because it's like you said hex a hexagon grid. And I was like, in order to do that, each connection would only have three three similar connections. Exactly, exactly. So those extra electrons in um, graphite actually allow electricity to pass through making a conductor as well as receive light photons. So that's actually why um, charcoal and graphite are black and diamond is not because that extra electron receives the photons and it'll turn it dark, whereas diamond doesn't have any extras to absorb light, so it's perfectly clear. Oh, who knew? So it's a really simple explanation on why they're related, but they're very different, right? So Super I can, cool. So this drawing I'm doing in architecture right now, I'm using a pencil, and I'm turning the paper black because the graphite on the paper absorbs light. Exactly, whereas your diamond will not. Huh. So a diamond is not a conductor. It is an insulator because there are no extra electrons to carry that current. That's, oh, man. That's why. Oh, so many things are connecting right now. <laughs> so graphene is essentially one layer of graphite, giving a very special platform for strong and tiny electrons. It is easy to separate layers because they are not bonded between layers. Graphite is crumbly. There's only an electromagnetic connection or a type of electromagnetic connection holding the layers together. Not not the actual carbon bonds, but the layers between each grid of bonds. You're blowing my mind. So that's why it crumbles, you know, and and diamonds don't, obviously. So why is graphene so cool and relevant to us? Not, Not only because it was only discovered recently. So while scientists are hoping it can replace silicon in microchips, you might hear people saying to invest in the substance now as if it were gold, because obviously our devices are very important and they're using precious metals that are at a limited quantity. Right, and silicon is, I think there's more graphite in the world than silicon, right? Yeah, and it's it's carbon. Carbon is one of the core. Yeah, exactly. So electrons are able to cruise around sheets of graphene so easily and and without any obscure paths. It can go in a straight path across the grid. So it makes it super efficient and super quick. So you can run a maximum of like, I don't know how it runs, but they said upwards of like 1,000 gigahertz can run on one grid or something. Well, I'd almost say... Which is outrageous. It's like 40 times faster than silicon. I feel like, isn't carbon such a... uh, It's a very stable uh, element as well. Yeah. Because of its bonds. Exactly. So this all makes sense. So from anything anything from tires to batteries, graphene might be a better way to replace uh, limited and rare materials we use in every single one of our devices. And what's funny is if you think of, I mean, I'm no scientist, but you'd think since they're held together with like an electromagnetic connection and it's very like not, they're not chemically bonded. They're very much like almost electrically bonded that the idea of self-repairing materials, self-repairing carbons are a more viable like thing that could exist. Yeah. It's all realistic. Think of a, think of a grid of carbon electricity or a device that if a connection was severed, because of the transmission of electricity, maybe carbon could be moved almost and repair itself, repair its own bonds. That's it, all it's extremely realistic. Absolutely strong, yeah. So, like I said earlier, it's really hard to produce um, to produce it in its purest form, in a clean and pure form. But it's so early. I mean, it was only discovered in 2004. I mean, when silicon was discovered... 
it was just as slow as graphene is being produced right now. So the silicon research start started out the exact same way. Um, and I say with money and time, it will grow into possibly the next big breakthrough in material usage in our everyday applications. What do you think? I mean, would it be something worth putting money toward? Do you want to see more proof of it working within devices before you say it's the next big thing no i feel like i've heard so much talk about graphene that i don't i'd feel comfortable in investing in it now yeah i i wanted to look into it myself because i mean hearing in that in that financial catalog that my grandparents mentioned to me i was like well you know what i'm gonna be looking back in 10 years and because technology generations are it's absurd how fast they move well, I'm looking at Bitcoin right now. It's breaking eleven thousand. I'm like, <laughs> you're like, get me in on that. It's like, I was me and my friends were joking about buying Bitcoin last year as a joke when it was like seven hundred bucks. Ooh. <laughs> and now I'm looking. It's like that that little purchase could have tripled, quadrupled by now. So now when I see things like this, I start to think, I don't know. Maybe it's idea with the world we live in today and how crazy things move and how crazy fast well technology too is moving in such a fast rate and new circuitry is right on the horizon and maybe moving away from silicon and moving to this graphene is where we'll see the future in the next couple years oh i think i'm i'm guaranteeing that's where we're gonna see as these precious metals become uh less less in quantity and more of a scarcity we're gonna see seek alternatives and and graphene is one of the forerunners of those alternatives well i think it's time to look into graphene absolutely maybe you can buy some graphene from the money you win from playing hq we can take a gamble on it Maybe <laughs> I'm gonna check out. I'm I'm really interested now. I want to see it. I want to see how how weird that concept is in person. It, I mean, are you good with your topic? Have you concluded? I have concluded. Well, I would like to just say, the fact going back to HQ, it there's something. There must be a catch. No one just creates a game show where they give out money. And it's not sponsored by a major network. There's no commercial breaks. There's no ads. It's just an app that uses server space and streams at 3 o'clock and 9 o'clock. It gives out $1,000 at the end of 15-minute sessions. It doesn't make sense. With usual prizes, too. With consistent yeah. prizes. Yeah. Where is this headed? I guess we're going to come back with an episode to say we were right. There's something weird about it. I hope so. Maybe we'll turn to a new show. We'll keep you up on the HQ conspiracy. I think it's a conspiracy. I'm putting it on my tinfoil. Yeah, there's right. something going on there. I, I yeah, I'd say I th- so. See, if they're really clever, they they might be building up a player base. So when they introduce something, that's like saying we did this, like we did a podcast where we just gave out five dollars at the end of every episode to everyone that listened. And then all of a sudden we get a play. All of a sudden people are listening, like million people are listening. And it's like, hey, do you want to put a sponsor? We get a consistent one million viewers. Because right now, every single game I've watched has gone up by tenfold, like the amount of people. It's like it exponential was, growth. Yeah. Yeah. The first time I now. the first time I played it, it was one thousand, a hundred seventy thousand people. And last night when I played it, it was. 300,000 people. And wow. I bet tonight it's going to be even more. So we'll, we'll keep our we'll keep our eye on that. But thanks for listening guys. Yeah. I just want to say another shout out to the movie, movie guys. guys. Yeah. yeah. Great show by the way. If you want to listen 
to like some dudes talk about the movies and like their predictions and also stuff about the movie industry that kind of slips my mind, like box office numbers and trailers. It's like I'm I'm a busy kid. I'm doing a lot of stuff. I don't really have time always to check all my movies. I'm behind on movies, I feel. But like seeing them talk listening to them talk about it, it's like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I gotta go. You gotta watch There's the a great conversation flow between them. They know what's up. Yeah, they definitely do. And I'm sending them pins. They're coming your way, guys. And to everyone else, you should, if you want a pin, contact me. Yeah, please. reach out, please. You have our email, twotoppodcasts at gmail.com, or go to our site or tweet at us. Also, to anyone who hasn't and you're listening, leave us a review on iTunes. We always appreciate the love. Absolutely. But hey, as always, thanks for listening. It was a good episode. Enjoy the dark world of... Of game shows. Of game shows, yeah. Get, and maybe start investing into graphene. Who but knows? that's what we have this week on Two Top. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening.